name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Gospel reading this morning of the parable of the publican and the Pharisee is for our salvation. We must ask ourselves, how do I come to worship? What are my thoughts, my desires, my attitude as I approach God and draw near to Him? Do I come in pride or do I come in humility? Verse verse before our passage this morning tells us who Christ is speaking to. He also spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. It's easy to think of ourselves as the one who is righteous. The one who is always right. An old so-and-so is wrong, a sinner, and is definitely not cool. Worldly psychology creeps into our lives and influences us. There was one back from the 60s, maybe from the 50s, I don't know, can't remember. Based on a book called, I'm okay, you're okay. Kind of let anything go. But that idea works out sometimes as, I'm okay, you're a jerk. Kind of like the Pharisee this morning. The sharp contrast between these two men is is deliberately drawn by Jesus. Pharisee is highly respected as a zealous observer of God's law and comes with his pride. Jesus said he stood and prayed with himself and not to God. He exalted himself, bragging of what he does and has achieved. He did not consider himself a sinner, and for this reason he did not ask for mercy and forgiveness. And finally, he compared himself to the tax collector and was guilty of judging another. The publican, or the tax collector, was not a favorite in the community. He worked for the Romans, cheated the people. However, he humbled himself. He stood off. He didn't raise his eyes to heaven. He beat his breast saying, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. The tax collector's posture and his works express his deep humility and contrition. It's the opposite of the Pharisee's attitude. He acknowledges his total dependence on God. He acknowledges his sinfulness and he acknowledges his need for God's mercy. But what did Jesus say about these two men? I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. 
For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled or put down. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. Justified means we're forgiven and made right with God. So, how do we approach God? How do we approach God when we come to worship? When we come to the divine liturgy? Do we come like the Pharisee? Or like the publican? God wants us to come in humility. For me, it can be very easy to be distracted. I've got so many important things to do. Our pride can distract us with things we think we need to do or take care of before we come and worship. Therefore, we might come late or sometimes not come at all. Now, coming late, if you've got little kids, that's a whole nother ball game. I think often think sometimes that parents act as God while it works with us. As a father or a mother, you're trying to get somebody's attention, you're trying to get them going, trying to move, and sometimes that can be tough. And that's okay. Because I think that's the way we are, I am, with God as my Father. Just kind of going here, going there, playing with this, doing that. And it just takes time. It takes a lifetime of walking with the Lord to do that. And to get to where you can come and then you're the father. So Lord have mercy on your parents. And, the God, and God gives grace to do that. God gives grace. We come preoccupied with our to-do list. Rather than coming to seek God's grace and mercy to help us. To do what he wants us to do. And what's interesting, and what's if we have a to-do list, if we have those have those deep needs that we need to get done, those worries and all those things that hit us every week, God gives us grace to do what we need to do, no matter what. We can make it. It can be very easy to compare ourselves with other people and therefore be distracted. Our minds wander off during the service. It's easy for us to be proud and not humble. But because God loves us, in His love for us, He has given us within His church the Scriptures, as Timothy wrote as was written to Timothy this morning prayers 
the liturgical services to help us to humble ourselves and to ask him for forgiveness, his grace, and for mercy in our time of need. In this little book, in the liturgicon, little liturgical book in your pews there, the little white one, or in the red prayer book, there's a set of prayers of preparation before Holy Communion. And there's prayers of thanksgiving afterwards. And in those prayers, there's often a contrast of our sin and our need for God's love for us. I want to read one of those prayers. I may comment a little bit, but listen. If you don't do that before you come, start to make it a habit. I think there's, there's six prayers in there. This one's from St. Basil the Great. If you come a little bit early, you can sit there and read, or read at home before you come or at night to kind of get your mind right, so to speak. It's the prayer of St. Basil the Great. O Lord, Master Jesus Christ our God, fountain of life and immortality, creator of all things visible and invisible, co-everlasting and co-eternal Son of the unoriginate Father, who in thine exceeding goodness didst become incarnate in the latter days and was crucified and slain for us, ungrateful and wicked men, and by thine own blood didst refashion our nature, corrupted by sin. Do thou thyself, O immortal King, receive the repentance of me, the sinner, Incline thine ear unto me and hear my words. For I have sinned, O Lord, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I am not worthy to lift up my eyes to the height of thy glory. For I have affronted thy goodness and transgressed thy commandments and disobeyed thine ordinances. But thou, O Lord, nothing better than a little but right there. That's a key for changing gears. Because it's then that we see God's love and mercy. But thou, Lord, who rememberest not evil, but are long-suffering and of great mercy. Has not given me over to perish in my lawlessness, but does ever await my return. For thou... Who lovest mankind, thou hast said by thy prophet, I desire not the death of a sinner, but rather that he should return and live. Because thou dost not wish, O Master, to destroy the work of thy hands, neither dost thou take pleasure in the destruction of the human race, but desires that all men should be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. Wherefore, I, although unworthy both of heaven and our earth and of this transitory life, even I, the wretched one, having wholly yielded myself to sin and become a slave to pleasures and having defiled by an image within me who am thy creation and thy work, 
despair not of my salvation, but trusting in thine infinite compassion, I draw nigh unto thee. Receive me, O Christ. Thou that lovest mankind, as thou didst receive the harlot, the thief, the publican, and the prodigal son. Take away the heavy burden of my sins, O thou that takest away the sin of the world, and healest the infirmities of men, and callest all that are weary and heavy laden to thyself, and give them rest. Thou that camest not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Cleanse thou me from every stain of flesh and spirit. Teach me to fulfill holiness in thy fear, that with the witness of my conscience pure, conscience pure, I may receive a portion of thy holy things and be united to thy holy body and blood, and may have thee with the Father and the Holy Spirit dwelling and abiding in me. Yea, O Lord Jesus Christ, my God, grant that the partaking of thine immaculate and life-giving mysteries may not be to my condemnation, nor may I become infirm in soul and body by receiving unworthily therefore. But grant that given unto my last breath, I may partake of a portion of thy holy things without condemnation under the communion of thy Holy Spirit as a provision for eternal life and for a good defense at thy fearful judgment seat, so that I, as a partner with all thine elect, may also receive those undefiled good things which thou hast prepared for those who love thee, O Lord, in whom thou art glorified forever. Amen. It may have been a little long from St. Basil. His words are better than mine. These prayers help us to focus our distracted hearts and minds. The prayers can redirect our thoughts to what is good and holy, namely, to God Himself, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we can come in faith, hope, love, and humility. And in a great mystery, a great mystery, God gives us His mercy and His grace in here where we need it. He speaks to us. He puts His arms around us. He helps us. He shows us the way to go. He embraces us with His love. And with that, we meet our needs daily. And He helps us to live a holy life to where we love Him, we love our neighbors, we love ourselves. May God grant us the help we need to imitate the humility of the publican and to go back to our houses justified because he is good and holy 
and loves mankind. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.